0: what's going on guys Healthyish with nutrition here quarantined edition and if you're like me and you've been you know living in the same pair of leggings for i don't know 28 days hour or so um what's gonna happen is you're gonna emerge one day and this is gonna be over soon one day and uh you know you're gonna put on your summer clothes you'll be like oh no, what did I do? Um, so, you know, all joking aside, we've been extremely fortunate and lucky and I feel so grateful where, you know, we see a lot of our clients virtually anyway. So we were able to, you know, still help so many people during this time and kind of keep everything, you know, business as usual. And what's been really great about that is we we've saw right off the bat different challenges that our clients were having, you know, under these kind of new circumstances and new conditions. And, um... What was great is that we were able to try out a few things so that we could really see what was working with our clients. And at this point, we've had some time to experiment. We know what works and what doesn't work. And now we have this great opportunity to share them with you. So that's what we're going to go over today so that you guys nail the rest of this and you emerge from this, you know, in May or June or July. And, you know, you look better than ever and you're ready to go for summer because we're all going to be ready for some fun this summer. All right, so the first thing that I want to point out is I'm gonna start off with a story so I had a client years and years and years ago and I remember he started with us you know he was seeing us for a couple weeks he was doing pretty good not great but pretty good and um, then he was going out to California for three weeks because his son was getting married out there and when he went to California he did so friggin well And when he came back, I was like, What did you like? How is this so much easier for you being away than it was here? And what we realized after I was talking to him for a while, we realized that he had no predetermined habits in California. So he was just able to implement these really great healthy habits right off the bat. And it was so simple for him. And it's hard for us sometimes to implement healthy habits because we have predetermined schedules. Like we have a predetermined environment. We already have kind of routines and habits and things that we do. And it's much harder to adjust or change those than just to start off with really good ones. So something that I've noticed, you know, of course there's been a lot of people, you know, struggling with the food and struggling with this stuff, Um, you know, all these different challenges that have popped up during quarantine, but there's a a lot of people that we work with, there's a lot of people that I've even seen on social media who have really um, looked at this as sort of an opportunity to start with a blank slate because Whenever you have a change in schedule or a change in environment, you don't really have any predetermined habits. And it is so much easier to start off with really, really good, really strong, really solid, really healthy ones than try to start off with not-so-great ones and then change them later on. So, you know, right now you kind of do have this unique opportunity to implement some of the things that, you know, maybe you struggled with before. And we're going to go over a bunch of them today. But if you look at all of these things not as problems but as opportunities and it's all about your perception of it, which we're going to go over today, you will emerge from this a rock star and it's going to make you so much stronger and so much more unshakable and your tolerance you know the things that you thought were hard before are going to be a breeze for you moving forward so look at all of this as an opportunity we're all in this together if we you know have to be here and we have to kind of manage this we might as well make the most of it and get some real benefits out of it so that's what you're going to see today right so the first thing you want to pay attention to is something that i always notice that my teachers kind of struggled with in the summer and what that is is creating a schedule and the trick to the schedule is knowing lunch because breakfast you're probably going to eat no matter what dinner you're probably going to eat no matter what lunch turns into that weird x factor and what happens is either you like forget lunch and then you end up eating too late or like right on top of dinner or then you're not hungry for dinner and then you end up being hungry later on at night or you end up like picking a little sooner because you don't really know when you're going to be eating so you need to know what time and what you're having for lunch that is extremely extremely important so um, I would say you know pick your time be at 12 12 30 1 o'clock whatever if you have to set an alarm on your phone set an alarm on your phone but you do want to have some kind of structure in your day because if you don't have structure it makes it much much harder to um, you know eat well because you're leaving yourself open to maybe have a low blood sugar or you're leaving yourself open to maybe pick or snack on something but you know if it's Twelve thirty. I know I'm having lunch at 1 I'm a lot less likely to like be picking or snacking on things but if I don't really know when I'm gonna have lunch it's much easier to try to grab something that maybe I don't really need right now so number one is create some kind of a schedule for yourself know about what time breakfast is going to be about what time lunch is going to be and about what time dinner is going to be. If you have really big gaps in between your meals like more than like six or seven hours you might want to incorporate a little snack in there you know on the in between in the between the two meals Uh, but that would only be if you have you know probably more than six or seven hours in between your meals unless you're super active in which case then you can you know do what you need to do. All right so number one create some kind of a schedule. Number two another problem I've been noticing is people not moving like at all so you know I used to tell my clients, you know, my goal for you is not that you go to whatever studio or whatever gym, you know, three days a week or whatever. I want you to be an active person and an active person, you know, you do something every day. But in order to do something every day, you have to have different levels of things because, you know, you're not always going to have the time to go to the gym. And now we're in the situation where we can't go to the gym or to our favorite studios. And, you know, I have a lot of people that were so into whatever they were doing, but now that that's not available to them, you know, they're not doing anything at all, which is not the right thing to do so again this is an opportunity to get comfortable with different types of you know movement and different types of exercise because if you develop a comfort level with it now you can you know go you could reach for that tool in your toolkit whenever you need it you know if you only have a hammer in your toolkit that'll come in handy when you need a hammer but sometimes you might need a screwdriver right so the cool thing is right now so many of the streaming uh workout services are free so I know um and I don't work for any of these I don't get paid for any of these I'm not an affiliate I'm just kind of a fan I know Peloton's um, app has been free for a while I know uh, I think Beachbody's is free for a while there's there's so many amazing um streaming services right now that you can try out for free now if you try it out and you love it guess what doesn't mean that you don't go back to the gym ever it's that now you have an extra tool in your toolkit so when everything goes back to normal you know you can go to the gym you know the three four days a week that you can you can get there but on the other couple days a week you now have this like app that you love to use that has great workouts on it that you're comfortable with or maybe you you know started working out outside maybe you started running or just walking around your neighborhood um i started going trails i didn't even know we had trails by our house and uh our dog is exhausted all the time because we've been taking her for so many walks so it could be something you know as simple as that you're going for a bunch more walks um you know you're you have a comfort level with things outside you have a comfort level with some of the workout apps you found some something or someone that you really love to follow so now you know when it's and everything's back to normal and you have the time you go to your gym you go to your studio if you don't really you know have the time to go you have maybe like a longer workout you can do from home if you don't have time to do that maybe have a quicker workout you can do from home if it's nice out you have a workout you can do outside so it's a really great opportunity to get a comfort level with a bunch of different types of workouts and a bunch of different types of exercises because then you don't get bored but now also you have something that will fit any opportunity that pops up, if it's raining, I do my in-home one. If it's, you know, if I don't have a lot of time, I do my short in-home one. If I have the time, I go to the gym or go to my studio. And, you know, having a lot of different things, you know, uh, works out different parts of your body. So, um, you know, even something like, you know, walking or like jogging does give you different benefits than... Running or doing something more intense, um, you know, one's not necessarily better than the other. They give different benefits. So if you're giving your body different benefits, and you know you have a lot of different things, you also don't get bored of the same workout over and over again either. So again, don't look at this as something that's hindering um, your ability to exercise or your ability to move. Look at it as an opportunity to try new things and get comfortable with new things now while you have some time, and uh, then it'll be a nice, easy tool in your toolkit for when everything is back to normal and you need. All right, next is trouble getting groceries, which I know that's been an issue for a lot of people. Now there are delivery services, but I know they're backed up and you have to kind of be online at like 2.34 in the morning and get super lucky. And then I know half your things don't come. So I know the delivery services are trying their best, but I know it's been a little bit challenging with them. Um, You know, if you can go out, there are, you know, a lot of these like littler mom and pop kind of grocery stores, at least kind of by us. And they've been a lot more well stocked than some of the bigger ones. Um, if you are local to the Long Island area, if you go to nutritionmish.com/ slash blog, um, I work and live out of Long Island. Uh, if you go there, we actually posted a list of all of the grocery stores. Um, services that are providing delivery and you could check that out and we asked in the blog article that you know the owners reach out to us if they are providing delivery and they're not in our area Um, so that's going to be something that we're constantly updating, so you can check that out if you um, are local to us, but one thing that they're doing by us, which I imagine they're doing in other places too, is I know a lot of the restaurant, you know, distributors that normally sell to the restaurants directly are actually selling to the public, which is kind of cool, and doing curbside pickup, so I'm sure if they're doing it here, they're doing it in other places too, so I might look around, I might ask on social media if anyone knows of any places doing that, because that's an easy way to get really amazing quality produce, really amazing Quality meat, and um, I believe I know by us at least a lot of them are being sold at the wholesale prices, which is really cool. So you can you can always check something like that out too. Um, I know they have that here, so I imagine they have it in other places as well. So it's just about getting a little bit creative with you know getting your groceries. Now, if you have groceries or you don't really have a lot you might have to get a little bit creative with MacGyvering something out of your fridge and freezer and we're actually going to be posting um, on our blog and on our website a bunch of different uh, easy things that you can put together for yourself so you can you can check that out you know as we kind of post them we'll let you guys know or I'll also update the show notes with those but you know take a look at what you have in your fridge or your freezer and your pantry look at all your proteins look at all your you know carbs look at all your sides look at all the the condiments and sauces and whatever and you know just a couple easy examples so if you have chicken and or any kind of protein really tofu even like frozen shrimp or something if you have that and you have a salad dressing like a sesame ginger salad dressing or an italian dressing even and some frozen vegetables you can make a stir fry in two minutes i'll just throw all those things in a skillet when everything is cooked it's done and that's super super simple so that's something that you know you might have to get a little bit creative with eggs you can make a million things out of eggs um one cool thing that we've been doing which i'm actually doing uh, a little demo in our in our in our group for our clients is uh, charcuterie boards because I was looking in my fridge the other day and I was like what the hell do I make for lunch and I was like well I have hummus and I have some baby carrots randomly and I have a couple slices of deli meat and I have some cheese here randomly so charcuterie board and then you have a nice fancy charcuterie board party so there are things you just have to kind of maybe get a little bit creative now this is also a really amazing time and opportunity to get comfortable with You know, different recipes. You know, if you have the skill set to MacGyver a meal together, um, you're never gonna have the issue of, oh my God, what are we doing for dinner tonight? You're always gonna have some kind of idea of what to do because it won't be hard for you to figure out. Um, You know, if you have, you know, canned black beans, you know, you could, you know, throw that together with, you know, some frozen rice and maybe some chicken and a little bit of cumin and call it a chipotle bowl. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. You just might have to get a little creative with it. But what a great opportunity to up your cooking game. So pretend you're on an episode of Chopped and just see what you got and see what you can put together with it. And, you know, again, if you get comfortable with this, it's going to be so much easier for you on a weeknight when it's crazy to, to, to throw a meal together so you're not relying on, you know, eating out unnecessarily or ordering in unnecessarily. So, uh, so you know, look at this again as an opportunity to learn how to MacGyver a meal together. And, you know, if, you, if you're like, all right, I don't know quite what I, what I should do, um, send me what you have in your fridge, send me what you have in your pantry, and I will help you MacGyver a meal together. Send me what you got. Send it to Michelle at nutritionmish.com And myself and my team, we will help you try to MacGyver a meal together. So let us know what you have and we'll, we'll help you out with that. Um, yeah, but just take a look at your salad dressings. Take a look at your spices. There's always something you can do. It's just a matter of looking at it a little bit differently than you might normally. So that is great groceries and then the last thing I wanted to touch on that we've been noticing is you know eating and or drinking your feelings Um, and we've talked a lot about emotional eating um, in prior episodes so you know if you want a little bit more on that you can check one of those out there but you know the way that you overcome emotional eating it comes you know with the steps I'm going to go over with you in a second but you know in order to really overcome that you have to do it you have to kind of follow those steps over and over and over again um, until they've kind of become autopilot to you and when will you ever have an opportunity where you're going to have so many opportunities you know to, to stress eat or bored eat or whatever so it's, a, it's kind of an, an interesting opportunity to expedite the process of having control over emotional eating or having control over bored eating so again looking at it more as an opportunity rather than something that's challenging you or holding you back so real quick the steps to kind of work on overcoming emotional eating are the first thing is you need to know exactly what's triggering you sometimes it's stress sometimes it's boredom it could be that you're just looking to decompress at the end of the day you want to really be able to identify specifically what the emotion is i would say it's probably one of those three it's either stress boredom or the need to decompress so you know if you you know had to work all day and you know like I know I know a bunch of people with young kids and they literally have to one parent works and then they hand the baby off to the other parent and then the other parent works. So, you know, with that, I imagine it's probably more I'm just looking to decompress at the end of the day. Um, If you are just kind of sitting on your couch trying to watch, you know, Tiger King for the 45th time, it's probably boredom. Uh, You know, if you're a little anxious, it might be stress. So identify what your trigger is, what your cues are. Now, when you are going for food out of emotion, it's not the food you're seeking, it's the dopamine response that you're seeking. When we eat high-calorie food, there is a chemical reaction that goes on in our brains that says this feels good. Um, It was a survival mechanism from back in the day. Our brains were like, we're going to biologically prompt you to eat high-calorie foods so you survive these hunter-gatherer days. And unfortunately, we still have them. (laughs) <laughs> they haven't gone away so a lot of times you know we're not necessarily craving food we're, we're craving the feeling we get from food so what we have is we have a habit loop now you can't break habits but you can replace habits so what you want to do is you want to come up with some replacement things so for example you know if you know you're bored like one of my clients she bought this cool thing off amazon it was like you guys remember like bedazzling if you don't you're too young um it was like a a modern day bedazzling thing and what you do is it was like a piece of art and you bedazzle the art so that when you're done with it it's this really beautiful piece of art that you can actually hang up so for her that was working you know also you know as adults we don't really think about What do we actually like to do? What are some hobbies? What are some things that we actually just enjoy? Um, We don't think about that too much as adults. So it's a really great opportunity to find some things that, you know, could be a hobby or something that you just enjoy doing. Um, You know, I've shared, I like, I mean, this isn't quite, maybe it is a hobby. (laughs) I like doing what I call online fantasy shopping because I love shopping. That would give me just as much of a buzz as eating. But obviously if I bought everything, that would be a whole other issue. But I realized for me, I just like picking things out. So it could be that. It could be if you're starting a home project, looking on Pinterest for ideas. What a great opportunity to start a blog or start a podcast. You know, whatever your thing may be. You know, if you were into music when you were younger, if you've always wanted to learn how to do a language, whatever. There's a million things. So come up with a couple of things. And what you want to do is before, when you when you feel the need to eat out of emotion, when you feel the need to eat out of food, before you do, you want to go for this other thing first. Now, I get it. It's not going to be as exciting as the food, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to break the food down and, and knock it off the pedestal and build this other thing up, which takes repetition. So, every time that you feel the need to eat out of food you want to do this replacement thing first for 15 minutes or so and then you'll probably eat afterwards you might not eat as much because you know we broke that knee-jerk reaction between emotion and food um and the first second third fourth time you still eat but then like the fifth time you don't and then the sixth seventh eighth ninth time you eat but then the tenth eleventh and twelfth time you don't so it's something that kind of fades but in order to really um you know change the way that your brain is wired not to have that knee-jerk reaction between emotion and food you need repetition and you know what a great opportunity now to have that feeling over and over and over again so you know you can look at this as something where you're like oh my gosh the board eating the stress eating it's so hard or you could look at this as an opportunity to be like great I have an opportunity now to really like nip this in the butt and really like finally have control over this for maybe the first time in my life so again just a different way of thinking about it now the other thing I've noticed that was making it a little bit challenging for people is you know we call Some people call them cheats. I don't call them cheats because that implies you're doing something wrong and you're not. I call them indulgences. So indulgences is like, you know, the fun food. You know, it's, you know, you're your cookies your you know brownies whatever it's it's entertainment food it's stuff that doesn't necessarily have nutritional value but you just enjoy it and you can get away with you know some of that sometimes that's totally fine but you know with with my clients at least we always tell our clients to save them mostly for social occasions so what was happening is obviously there's no social occasions right now so people weren't planning out or having any and then they felt restricted and then they were binging so my suggestion to you is if there is something in your house right because again i've been noticing people are in situations right now where maybe they're not the only person controlling the food in their house, maybe there's food in the house now that isn't usually there, um, instead of white-knuckling it and instead of being like, don't eat it, don't eat it, don't eat it, oh no, it's happening, I'm eating it, say to yourself, okay, you know what, I'm going to have a brownie Monday and a brownie Wednesday and a brownie Friday. And like, that's fine. And if you think about it and you're like, okay, but normally I would have like 20 brownies and, and now I'm talking about three and I'm giving myself permission to do it. When you know that it's coming, you'll have a lot more control over it versus if you're just trying to like, have quote-unquote willpower. Willpower is not a real thing. Willpower is like lighter fluid. It's nice and strong in the beginning, but then it burns up really fast. But so if you know that you're allowing yourself to have the brownie or the cookie or whatever on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then on Tuesday when you're looking for something, you're a lot more likely to go for it because you know you're going to have it tomorrow. When you don't really know when you're going to let yourself have it, it just makes it a lot harder. So just to recap real quick, all of these things could be looked at as challenges. I'm looking at them as opportunities to make you stronger and stronger so that by the end of this, whatever kind of issues you had with nutrition or your eating are going to seem like child's play. You know, um, the nice thing about having all these things going on is that it's going to make your tolerance for what's hard <laughs> a lot higher, which is great. So number one, just to recap, make sure that you have some kind of a schedule. And look at this as a great opportunity to start off in really great habits opposed to trying to change ones that are so ingrained in you. Um, Know what and when you're having lunch. Make sure that you have your replacement thing and you're practicing not eating your feelings so much. Uh, Get comfortable with different ways of exercising. Try out the free apps. Try working out outside. Get comfortable with these things now so that when life is back to normal, it's something that you're very familiar, very comfortable with. Um, If you are having trouble getting groceries, you know, you have a bunch of different resources you can check out, you know, for those. Um, And if you have groceries, but you're not quite sure what the hell to do with what you were able to hunt and gather for yourself, um, you know, try some of our suggestions. Let us know. But again, it's a good opportunity to practice, um, you know, getting comfortable with different quick recipes so that you know next time that you're working late and you come home you could just whip something up really fast you don't have to you know necessarily rely on takeout if you don't want to all right so I hope this was helpful for you guys I hope everyone is staying healthy and safe out there this will be over soon I promise all right um in the meantime subscribe to our podcast so you know next time that we post an awesome episode like this and of course follow us on our social media platforms at Nutrish Mish all right have a great week have a great day and I will check you guys out soon all right later